0: Beer. Hey Kayla. Hi hi
1: <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast Welcome. um Welcome back to another week here at Feel in the Blank Podcast. Feel in the Blank. So today we have a really interesting topic that I think that we both kind of relate to Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to, I feel like everybody can relate to, just the topic of beauty standards. The evolution. And the evolution of of the beauty standards over time. Yeah. Um, Where we started, where we are now, who was in and who's in now. (laughs) Uh, we grow, grew up in the social media generation. Like yeah. the the growth of social media. We literally watched it unfold and, and evolve upon our eyes. But
2: how are we not traumatized? We've lived through so much.
1: <laughs> we probably are. That's the reason. I think that we are traumatized because I think that a lot of people in our generation have a little bit more of like our childlike states mm. than... Because I was talking to my dad about this. I was like when you were my age, like, did you feel like an adult? Like, did you feel grown for real? And he was like, yes, I felt grown. I felt very grown. I was paying bills. I was doing, and I was like, yeah, like I'm doing those things too. But I think that I still have like this child, like state about myself. Like I'm never going to stop watching Disney channel. Like I've accepted that, yeah, I have Disney Plus, and I watch that. So Raven and the Proud Family, and I probably always will. Like, when would ever come the point in time in my life where I'd be like, "That's so Raven"? I don't want to watch that. That's
2: so complicated. Because then also, like, I think the generations before us, like, they were owning homes and stuff by our age. They were, and we can't do that because we broke. Hello, hello, the economy.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. So we might be a little traumatized, but. Uh, Flash. You know, so, okay, we were kind of discussing where we feel like our first memories of beauty standards are. Mm -hmm. And I personally think that it was the music videos.
2: I remember I don't watch music videos that much anymore now. Mm -hmm. I think I rarely watch music videos. But when I was a kid... Because I was was watching watching BT, yes,
1: watching when the top ten live came on, yes. I used to watch music videos when I would get ready for school in the morning.
2: Me too. Like I
1: would, because I would turn to MTV and they would play the.
2: Yes, I love that. That was such a great vibe. I miss that.
1: But I think that at that time period when when it was the music videos were out, that was definitely like. We were coming out of the era of like skinny girl takeover and it was turning into like we need the big booty bitches like forget you skinny girls. Because I think with Disney Channel, though, growing up, it definitely was like skinny girls were portrayed as like in but it also was more white so true with the white girls it was true. always skinny was always in and i guess that was the beauty standard
2: i'm trying to think who were the black raven? raven raven and was she was a bigger girl she was always a well, bigger, bigger girl and even if you
1: but when you think about cheetah girls oh, they right. always made her into like She's this big girl, mm-hmm. and she and I watched the Cheetah Girls and I watched That's the so Raven and she was not big. That's the Raven. She
2: wasn't big at all. She
1: wasn't, but for that time period, yeah. she was
2: big, and that's because the standard was skinny. Think about um, America's Next Top Model.
1: I look. I have points of views, and we could get into it.
2: I Y'all want to drag Tyra for Phil? Tyra did what she needed to do. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm about to get canceled. No, no. Tyra was a part of the problem. She
1: work. she was, but here's my my perspective. Okay.
2: She was part of the
1: problem. Now yeah. that we have the awareness, the <laughs> awareness at that time period, Tyra wasn't doing anything any different than anybody, anybody else. else. Yeah. She wasn't. She, I don't think that she was intending harm to those girls.
2: Yeah. I
1: think it was also television. And if you think about any reality TV show back in that time, it was all problematic. Like Tyra was a victim too. She, she was, it was all problematic. But what we're not about to do is try to cancel America's Next Top Model. I, I get it.
2: We we know better now. That was a very... Okay, watching it now in retrospect, so toxic. <laughs> yeah, I now. remember them calling some girl plus size. And I was like... She looks
1: normal. I know. What are you talking about? I know. It's bad now, but at that time period, when you think about what the standards were, and also there was no like mental health awareness. Nobody was talking about no dang on mental health and like, oh, like how is this going to impact the girls later? The point was, and w- what reigns true you is that the, top? you want to be on top. Period. You <laughs> but the do model, you do. the model industry at that time, that's what it was. Yeah. It was very cutthroat. We had supermodels then. We don't have supermodels now. That's true. So, who's
3: the number one model? Isn't
1: it Kendall Jenner? Mm. But we don't have supermodels. We don't have like Naomi Campbell, Tyra Banks, like. I I did see a theory, this is kind of going off on a little tangent, but I did see a theory about how uh, we're going to go through, influencers are going to go through what the supermodels went through. Mm. Like it was a, it was a fad with supermodels. Everybody was obsessed over supermodels back in the nineties mm-hmm. and like the early two thousands and stuff. And then they started to dwindle out. And now people are doing the same thing over influencers where they're just like so obsessed with them and they are like yeah. the stars and they think that it's it's going to be a cycle with them the same way. I would agree with that, that. I think it people was eventually get tired of it. Yeah. And it'll probably transition into some different type of job. Really what it is is marketing and advertising. Yeah. It's just with your personal brand and yourself. But yeah, yeah, I think that Tyra, it's unfortunate that she was like the representation of that. But I think that Tyra just did what was done to her and what she was probably told on how to make it in the industry. (laughs) And then you have to also mix the fact that it's, it's television. So some things are dramatized and like, Done to the next level for entertainment purposes.
2: I wonder if she has any like, does Tyra actually have the awareness now that what she was doing was wrong? I'm curious. I don't know. I if I had to go out on the limb and say I I would say no I don't I would say no Tyra doesn't seem like she has very much awareness at all though I just think that Tyra probably
1: that's why I'm telling you I feel like her mindset was because when I think about how modeling was back then I think that she felt like she did what she had to do to like try to prepare those girls because y'all it wasn't just Tyra she had a whole like panel of people up there that also were agreeing with what she was doing so it's like these were the standards at that time and yes it was problematic but it's like Nobody, nobody deemed it as that back then. Man, I
2: remember. That's uh, I remember in in high school. I vividly remember when there was the shift starting to happen from skinny girls to like thick girls. <laughs> and uh it's a sad day for that's me that's when it was like for me I think it was around like middle school I think it
1: was middle school
2: because that oh which is the worst time for that to happen because like boys are so mean girls are so mean and I remember like boys would come up behind me and like snap a bra strap or like smack my butt but they're oh, like oh I didn't feel nothing oh I didn't feel nothing like and I would get so self-conscious but then by high school I remember like I had it's almost laughable now, but I, <laughs> I had like a little pooch, mm-hmm. like at the butt, and it was barely a pooch. It was just like a little extra skin, because I'm guessing, like, I mean, it's just genetics. Like, if, yeah. You're, if you, yeah, you just have like a little lower belly. Yeah. And I used to think something was so wrong with me. I needed to, to keep doing ab crunches and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'd be in my room like, <laughs> like working out. And, and it's sweating. the age
1: too. Like you're so self conscious of your body at Man. that age. and
2: And the thing we grew up watching, Americans. <laughs>
1: And I wanted to be on there bad. So I was just like... Did you apply? I did. When I was in college, Asia helped me film my video. I applied for America's Next Time Model when I was in college. Wow. But I think that, uh, yeah, when I was in middle school, it was it was interesting at that time period. Like, I don't want to say it was rough because I think I've learned that a lot of people had way worse middle school yeah. experiences than what I did. Um, but I did get a lot of comments about my size. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people commented on the fact that I was so skinny. And I even had a boy tell me when I was in like the elementary, middle school age, like Kayla, you would, you would actually be like fine if you was thick. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) What?
0: Thanks. Guess I'm ugly.
1: (laughs) But yeah, it was rough. And I remember during the end of like, I guess that's like middle school age. It's like around, seventh and eighth grade. Mm. And then when I went into high school, I had a lot of difficulty because I had like all of my friends around me were like thicker than me or had more body than me. And I was really just like the skinny girl. And to add on top of that, I was the skinny dark skin girl. Mm -hmm. And people didn't like dark skin back then. That was like, we've gone through this whole era of embracing dark skin. But at that time, Dark skin was out. We w- we was not winning. We was not winning at all. People wanted light-skinned girls. They didn't even have makeup oh,
2: for, right. they, for, went, for
3: black Think girls. about Dark it. The fact women.
2: that when Fenty came out with that full array and that shifted the full... And that's new. That's, that's, that's new. That's
1: still new. That, that Fenty has not been out that long. That's crazy. And they're
2: still trying
3: to get it right. Yeah. Like, still trying to get it
1: right. I still see girls on um like tiktok that are really really dark skinned that talk about not being able to find a complexion that matches theirs. so yeah. i just it's just a wild concept um and i definitely think at that point in time it was that shift between like the disney channel tween era we had the tween era that no longer exists anymore
2: what's a tween era
1: like it's that preteen phase like the, the
2: eleven, twelve
1: year old. I remember
2: saying. I remember when I got to that point. I was like, I'm a preteen.
1: I'm yep. a preteen. And we used to say tween. Like, I'm a tween. I never said.
2: And that. it was. <laughs> was that a Chicago
1: thing? I, I never don't know. Said tween. I never said that. Really? <laughs> Did you say? <laughs> I mean, I'm also not really from Chicago, so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, it, but I think about like limited to and justice. Oh my and, god, I
2: used to love limited to. Yeah, and
1: even um, what's it called? There was this place. I think it was called Lulu's. And you could used to be able to go there and make your own lip gloss and like oh, all this wow. different stuff. And so we had like a tween era and now there's no tween era. They be looking grown now. Yeah,
0: because they don't have it. Have y'all seen that thing with the tweens going into Sephora and getting like the skincare extensive yes. like drunk elephant. Like they're all into high end. The same yes. thing that we would use is like adults with jobs. <laughs> they're Bro, asking I was, their parents.
2: I was making masks at that age with like honey and, and and lemon and, and like face scrub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to put on I my was face. proud of my one dollar beauty supply lip gloss.
3: Fact. Hello, that's and all mascara. I used to use
1: was that um the bu- different bubble gum yes. type of lip glosses, <laughs> yes. and yes. I would make. I think when I got to high school, maybe like it had to be junior year. I never really wore eyeshadow like that, but I, I would get one to. little one little thing. Like I have, I remember from Mac, I had one little <laughs> circle thing of eyeshadow. I would just tap it on my eye and be like, all right, all but done. then
0: like you said, they had stores that were like targeted for Before, that yeah. middle age yes. like Claire's. You know, yes. like we would have a specific stop, stop that was age appropriate mm-hmm. where now, I know Claire's is still around but I don't know how, If if they're in Sephora, mm-hmm. they're not going to Claire's. Mm-mm. You know, so it's like a...
1: And if a they do go to Claire's, they're, I think that they probably just targeted differently. Like, we would go in there and try to get like friendship bracelets and like matching, like missing piece things to match up with our friends. And I feel like now they probably just have different style yeah. stuff.
0: And I've seen like a lot of TikToks where usually the style for that preteen era is the same things we're doing. So the Louis women, yeah. the yeah. Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like, it is. <laughs> they look like young college They are wearing or
1: design. Like, y'all. I cannot wrap my mind around that those kids, like, at the middle school, these are 7th and 8th graders we're talking about, and they have more expensive shoes than I do. Like, they're wearing Rick Owens, Balenciagas, like. What? Everybody, the standard hoodie right now for kids is Essentials. And I hear Essentials. Essentials is, is is pretty expensive. They are wearing Essentials. That is, like, everybody has Essentials hoodies. They're wearing Uggs. They're Uggs. They got Uggs like tons. Uggs on Uggs on Uggs. We had Uggs. We had
2: Uggs. We did, yeah. but I, don't, I couldn't afford them. How? I never how had them. old? Like, like, Bro, do y'all remember Sperry's? <gasps> oh, and every
1: Tom's. <laughs> Tom's,
2: <laughs> and they were eco-friendly.
1: <laughs> and the moccasins. When we had one of those moccasin shoes, yeah. I missed that. But that's what I'm saying. We had stuff that was like age appropriate and it wasn't stuff that was just so damn expensive like these kids are wearing shit that is so expensive and they're still growing like they're gonna grow out that shit they're not gonna be able to keep it forever and they're spending like $500 on gym shoes and wait
2: wait till they get to their early 20s when they can't afford that stuff themselves hello
1: they're gonna be a- <laughs> no they're gonna afford it cuz they're gonna scam oh yeah.
2: wow they're scammers i was gonna say so oh, how do you wow. think that's like that's not attain it's not it's not sustainable. Is it sustainable? Is that the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for? Yeah. Yeah, that's just not sustainable. That goes with like the standards though
3: of like this is what the standard is now. Now you're you can't even have that pre-teen phase. But it's
2: because
1: of the the social media thing yeah. right now where it's like wow, they're yeah. they're not just keeping up with influencers, they're keeping up with celebrities. So they're looking at like JT and the city girls in general. They're looking at Ari and Cardi B and all these wow. different people. I feel like
0: they're looking at the, not younger anymore, but the Jada Wayda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Jada Wayda. Celebrities are still like they like them, but they're smaller, Mm -hmm. like everyday people who became influencers. And I think that's where the disconnection is. Since these people aren't really celebrities, Mm -hmm. but they have a large following and Mm -hmm. they just have nice stuff. They're like, oh, she's just like me. I could be like that, too, if I just Mm -hmm. buy all these things. Right.
1: There was this whole argument I had when I, like, this is one of my last, uh, Weeks there, and these kids were into it about uh being broke. So somebody called somebody broke, and she was like, "They," w- she was really ready to fight about the girl calling her broke. And I said, "Can we pause for a second? All, all of y'all, y'all are broke.
2: broke. Yeah, all y'all ain't got. Your all of y'all, y'all are
1: broke. y'all are in eighth grade. Everybody's broke. <laughs> Everybody's broke.
2: You ain't got no income." <laughs>
1: She's like, but I get an allowance and I save. I'm like, but you're broke because it's still not your money. Like, that's crazy. It's not your money. That's crazy. So it's just it's it's just so interesting the way the way that they think. Because like when I was growing up, I don't know
2: that I would be offended by that. By being called broke. I mean, okay, I think if someone talked about my family and said my family was. That's different. Yeah, that's different. But me specifically, I'd be like, I ain't got no money. None of us do.
0: I ain't got no job. And like you said, I think the sustainability of that is the disconnection. So Mm -hmm. after you've been taken care of by your parents, Mm -hmm. say you don't choose to go to college or you... Because I'm sure a lot of them won't. They'll think they can just be influencers and continue on. So where do you get your money? There are kids that
1: are influencers right now. Yeah. There was a kid in the school who had like over a million followers. He was a a big influencer, apparently. That's crazy.
0: Wow. So it's just stuff like that. I can't but I feel like that's also fleeting. Like you cannot mm-hmm. create of like the entirety of your life based off of influencing and money that you're anticipating to come in because also if it's everyone is now an influencer, there's also less money being mm-hmm. made and you mm-hmm. have to be the elite one. So that's mm-hmm. gonna be one out of whatever, but it's not gonna be each case. Yeah. yeah.
1: And there's a lot of people who Also technically become influencers because they have other brands Mm -hmm. like they are doing something else and then their brand blows up. They blow up and it kind of just happens all in one versus people thinking that they could just be an influencer strictly off of their personality. Like, yeah, Yeah. people just be interested in you. Yes. Like I But everybody can't be. Everybody can't. It's, Hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> it's it's hard, you know? That's not a that's and it's not, not an easy, fun. This is this e- isn't
2: even sustainable. <laughs> like
1: yeah, no. It takes a lot. But okay, going back to the beauty standards, so how what was that like for you when that switch happened between like when we were in the tween phase and it was like skinny girls are in and then the music videos were out and the yin yang twins and everybody was like to the window to the wall and we were out we were like they're like actually y'all get out
2: yeah i didn't like that
0: I feel like it was a cultural shift. That was was black culture kind of coming into the mainstream because within black culture being thick has always been celebrated. That's Mm. true. So it's not like that was a newfound thing. It was more so the representation for the thicker woman but I think the double edged sword was the sexualization of that. It wasn't just like oh you can be in the video because you're beautiful. It's you're in the video because you're bodacious so shake that ass and let me (laughs) swipe your credit card through. So it just was like if they would have just celebrated the bodies it would have been good but they had to be shaking ass and being so sexualized that took away from like, I just hate the fact that it's
1: so singular. (laughs) Like it's like, we have to pick like, thank you. So I don't like, why is it that to celebrate the bodacious bodies, we have to say, fuck the skinny bodies. And why do we, why is it that if you celebrate the skinny bodies, you're saying bad things about the women that are curvier. Like why can't the range just be
2: i think in the more recent years though there has been somewhat of a shift to be more inclusive even with them having like plus size models yeah and like brands that dedic are dedicated toward a wider range of different kinds of bodies good american like Mm -hmm. all about inclusivity uh fenty with inclusivity of skin yeah so there's definitely been a shift i don't know when that started though and who decided to the inclusivity it was was, well for makeup specifically
3: it was the influencers well Mm. the the black women Mm. because they were shaking stuff up on youtube and it forced these brands to like literally advocate for yeah. and Using change their, their ways because yeah. they were
0: being put on blast and they knew the power of influence mm. through the influencers yeah and i don't even think it was for good i think they're like oh we're gonna lose money right. if we don't have this it so it's like let's catch up to the time so we can continue to make the money instead mm. of them just being like oh no this is so unjust mm-hmm. we have to do better No, that's yeah no and it's true even
1: on like this is a side note but I feel like the inclusion is kind of going across the board with everything now, Mm -hmm. because even when you talk about like food options, like so many people are like dairy free, gluten free. And now all of these restaurants and grocery stores are forced to give options of like organic, gluten free, dairy free. And growing up, I just can't even imagine when I was younger, if somebody was like dairy free or gluten free, like what the hell did you do? There was no options at the grocery store, like a dairy free, like there was no oat milk just at the grocery store. Like these are new things that have now developed because like what you all said, these people have been, these businesses and the people who make the big bucks have been placed against the wall and they're just like, oh shit, we
0: got to do something or they're going to, They're going to cancel us. We'll be ruined forever. I think they find it as an opportunity. They're like, oh, okay. We can make more money if we insert ourselves in this market. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Most definitely. Care. They don't care.
0: But we are tricked by marketing that they care. (laughs) Yes. They're trying to convince us that they're inclusive. But really, they're like, give us your money. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then they try to like, it's, it's crazy because if anybody like goes outside of that thing now, you get canceled. So it's like. If you're not aligning with the inclusion in any aspect, they don't take the opportunity to even talk about it, but that shows that they really don't care. They just care about the fact of like their brand and what is represented so that they can stay consistent in that. You know, they don't care about the people that they're actually partnering with and getting on board. As long as you fit the brand, that's when they care. If something goes on, they're not committed
2: to making these people any better. They're committed to keeping their brand going. That's facts. And that's it. That's facts. This is random. Yes. Because you made me think about it. Hmm? Speaking of beauty standards, Yes. Do y'all remember when people were talking about like the food and there's hormones in the food. That's why children are like overdeveloped and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I used to specifically tell Kim to buy a specific milk hoping (gasps) it had hormones in it and I would get thick. (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm like, I want to (laughs) ask. Give me the hormones. You know what I would do? because I had to reverse
1: I wanted boobs and I oh, I wanted
2: boobs so I still want boobs oh my gosh <laughs> like, I, wanna- I still
1: want boobs so do you all remember the Judy Bloom book where yes. we must we yes. must, yes. We, yes. must we, we must increase, increase our, bust. our bust and I used to do that after I read the book I'm like does it work
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> boobs
2: grow <laughs> Nothing Meanwhile, ever. I think if you work out you start to lose fat. You do? <laughs> Man, that's probably why my boobs are so small. You said, "Hold on a second. I was doing pushups. I need to lay around
3: in certain points of my life, like a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah. they fluctuate
2: depending Online on my, mine been the same since middle school. <laughs> <laughs> These things
1: ain't grown not an ounce. I remember being so sad about that growing up. Everybody was just like
2: getting all of their lady things that I was like I still in my training bra with no padding. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Oh, my boobs? And then I discovered padding and I said, Well, hello. What? Exactly. Hello. What were you gonna say, Ariel?
0: It's just making me think about like the connection okay. This is not deep, but I'm trying to figure out how to like say it. So when we're talking about our boobs and like wanting ass, of course we're trying to do these things, which I feel like are for the male gaze. Yeah. And I think with the inclusivity and the inclusion and feminism kind of Peaking and growing and being more prevalent. Like, if that's what also sparked, like, we're not going to do this shit for men. Like, Mm -hmm. your body's beautiful. You're beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think women leading the beauty standard will give more of an authentic connection to then, Mm -hmm. you know doing things because we're talking about how things have shifted, but there are still plenty of women with BBLs out right now. Oh yeah. so Like body positivity isn't fully transitioned to a healthy state.
1: No, because body positivity has been previously do whatever you want to do to your body to mm-hmm. be happy. And in instead of accepting your body as it is, everybody has just been like, well shit, like if you want it, buy it, do it. But I do think that, that women have moved more towards doing what they want to do for themselves. When I say that, I kind of think about like fashion and mm. stuff like that. Like I've heard a lot of women talk about, I mean, for me, I don't always necessarily agree with it like the whole free the nipple movement and all that stuff like <laughs> I, I think we should all keep our nipples nip. put away okay the I don't want to see your nipples alright unless you're breastfeeding then by all means <laughs> then by all means but I'm talking about like red carpet looks
2: with your nipples out yeah. I'm just bro so there's this have you seen that bra there's a bra I think I've seen it on Pinterest oh, Kim, or TikTok the Kim Kardashian, the Kim Kardashian, Kardashian bra. bra the nipple bra yes, yes
1: is that God. that's what I'm saying like I'm trying to make fetch happen yeah. <laughs> that's what did it. Regina say fetch is never gonna happen exactly it's just I, I think that sometimes we're getting a little too <sighs>
2: there's balance people yes
1: I'm trying not to be offensive
2: there's balance
1: I'm trying not to be offensive but I just personally feel like sometimes like Women, because we have been over-sexualized so much Mm -hmm. They're trying to take power back in a way that is not ne- it doesn't trans it doesn't hit the way that y'all think it's hidden.
3: <laughs> because when you think about it, it's like now you're not being over sexualized by men necessarily, but now you're over sexualizing yourself. Mm. And that's just as bad. It's as just as bad. I just it's don't understand
1: worse. why. Right. Yeah. And right. and I just think for me personally, but everybody grows up with different standards and values and stuff like that. But it it's not giving your body is your temple. Like yeah. It's Ooh, not it's yeah. not giving like I care about myself and I am a prize and like you have to gain access It's giving just like I'm here and anybody has access like it's just not hitting the way that everyone thinks it is. And because of the fact that people see celebrities or the influencers doing it, but they're just more so in like a in entertainment like people in everyday life think that they can do it when they're just out on the street and it's just like girl please mm. what Destiny's Child made a song about this. What? Nasty, put some clothes on. I told you. Don't walk about the house without your I clothes on. Song. I told you.
2: I mean, it's catchy. I really do hate that. So I said, damn, now we shaming people for real. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe said, some people need some to
1: some be clothes shaming. On. Yeah. Some people just need to.
0: I think we can also just let people exist and leave them alone like yeah. if you if this is what makes you feel powerful or if this is what makes you feel good whether we think that's a good representation of you honoring your body or viewing it as a temple it's your body yeah. so we don't mm-hmm. have to comment on it we can have thoughts we can go back in group discussion like ah didn't really like that but I think it's like to each its own mm-hmm. and I think when people dress a certain way too there's an attention that maybe or validation that they're looking for that they haven't found within Mm -hmm. so it's also their journey to do a deep dive on that's real what they're going through yeah it's just like a balance but the nipple bra those aren't your nipples (laughs) we are gonna have to we're gonna have to have a talk that's not natural
1: yeah i think that people are kind of like trying to take their power back in different ways like you said like I don't necessarily always agree with it, but I'm also not the person to outwardly comment on people's choices. Like, I'll be like, wow, that was kind of crazy, but I'm not going to comment under people's pictures like, why the fuck you got your... You know how people just be so enraged, like you're so bothered by... Why are you so invested? Why do you care that much? I might see it and be like, ooh, this isn't isn't my crowd. (laughs) Let me keep on scrolling. This don't got nothing to do with me. But for me personally, I have found it to be... A little bit more. This is so interesting, though. Like now that I'm thinking about it, because I've always been like skinnier framed, and hold on. Right I'm trying to hold on to so- that. And. I feel like I've kind of a lot of times I end up wearing clothes that are like I gravitate towards baggier clothes I love baggy clothes I love baggy clothes too but then there are a lot of times when I wear fitted stuff that I get reminded like oh my gosh like I'm always covering myself up oh no like, that's in not super... where I thought you were going And <laughs> <laughs> super baggy clothes but I just think I'm talking about like the empowerment to just kind of like embrace my body outwardly Like, I I just wonder, I I do like baggy clothes, but I also think that for me, sometimes there's, like, an uncomfortability of feeling so, like,
2: seen. Like... I don't mind that. I I know I still have maybe body image issues because, like, I never... Until the last couple of years, I would never wear skirts or dresses because I was always told I have very knobby knees, which I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, maybe not anymore because I've gained some weight. Mm -hmm. But, like, I wouldn't wear skirts or pants. Um, I'm not – I don't like wearing necessarily skinny jeans, which is why I was so happy when, like, the mom jean thing came into play because, like – skinny jeans I mean they're, they're skinny I'm, yeah. a, I'm already skinny I don't need to be highlighting the fact that I'm skinny and then my feet because I have such skinny ankles like I would feel like my feet look like little boats dangling off my ankles and so <laughs> I should <bet> you're giggling. <laughs> the way you it? <laughs> it's just like so I think even still I I have to catch myself mm-hmm. um, in, in how I see my own body yeah. because, and, and then I used to do this thing where I would be with someone I'll see someone who really skinny and i'll ask like do i look like that like is Mm -hmm. that what i look like because i would have this idea of what i look like just looking down but then like you know (laughs) seeing myself in the mirror is different yeah i don't know so i I think i still struggle with that to an extent um strangely enough i think it kind of started to shift when i got married because at that point i didn't have to think about a male gaze because it's like well i'm already married like Whatever,
1: yeah, no, that's real. I think that I I specifically struggled with the idea of feeling like I needed to be thick because yeah. that was what was in. like I always was like trying to get thicker. I remember in college, I took that a append- a append- no, not like, I sure. I still drink <laughs> insurance still
2: but just because of the
1: taste. There's this stuff called like a pediment or something oh, yeah. like that, and it's supposed to help you gain weight. Mm-hmm. And I was so committed in college to gaining weight because it was always the whole thing about like me being skinny and like, mm-hmm. Kayla, you're so small and blah, 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 blah. And I think that once I did finally gain weight after college, I kind of, that was the point when... I realized that I wanted to just kind of accept my body Same. as it was because I was just like, now I've gained all this weight and I don't even feel like myself. You like, just
2: feel, Ugh. oh yeah. man, man. During the, I was I was looking at an old video yesterday of because uh, it was on my old SD card of what I looked like during my marriage and my face was so like round and mm-hmm. i was like oh my god look how big my face looked. and i remember feeling so like miserable my ass was fat though but like i felt so like just ugh. Yeah. It, i didn't feel, it, i wasn't my natural body weight yeah um i just i can't wait till we get to the era where like everyone's bodies are just like accepted. accepted because it's just their body
1: i think that it's already happening because like I know that we always talk about Queen Beyoncé, but this is just a great representation. When I think about the Renaissance tour mm-hmm. and just seeing the the range of that she dancers. had with her dancers, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's a really big one because I think back in the day, mm-hmm. there was not a lot of inclusion um, for bigger girls mm-hmm. when it came to dancing. Mm-hmm. And now you see it so much more, um, even with Lizzo and mm-hmm. how she like, chooses to pick her dancers, which I love. And so I think that it is starting to kind of shift. Um, And I just, I hope that that shift will cause people to just like, kind of what Ariel said, like do what makes them feel empowered for them personally. I just don't like that people are doing it to make, like, social points. You get what I mean? Like, I want people to just feel comfortable in what they're doing. And you can tell when it's something that's, like, authentic to that person versus when, like, they're trying to do something else. Like, Mm -hmm. with Rihanna wearing her nipples out on the red carpet, that is Rihanna. Like, and it didn't alarm me because I'm like... It's Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Like, this is just so her. But I think there's a lot of people who, like, who see people and they're inspired by the way that they are empowered and then they try those things to see if it will empower them in the same way and then it doesn't. And so I... and it's a journey it it really is a journey because think about like your younger years and you try all these different things and you try to figure out how do you find like Mm -hmm. comfort within yourself like for me it was the whole aspect about gaining weight I thought that I needed to gain weight so bad and now I'm at the place where I'm just like I think that I feel better and I feel healthier and I look like my best self when I'm in a skinnier frame Mm -hmm. I don't have to gain all of this weight and try to do something that's unnatural to my body Mm -hmm. unnatural to who I am. So it takes a while though, to grow to that acceptance point and really be able to understand like what that is for you.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I I'm about to be 30 this year and I think I'm just now getting to the point where I'm like, okay, like this is my natural body. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fine with it. Okay, granted, I still want some boobs, but like, I can't. I so can't. Everything throw that but with, the boobs. Everything but the boobs, okay? Yeah. But like,
0: for the most part, it's like, I mean, my body's my body. Yeah. And our bodies are going to consistently change, change because once we get to that state, who knows we're women, we might get pregnant and have exactly. a whole new body that we then have to learn to love and embrace.
2: I will say I'm happy that like a lot of celebrities are speaking out against that whole snapback thing. Yeah, um, And they're like, I mean, you, your body just went through such a drastic, yes. such a drastic <laughs> change. And in some ways a trauma, um, because like, I mean, your uterus is expanding, your, your organs are shifting and all of a sudden it's not there anymore. So you, I mean, your body just is going through a transition and that's fine. And some people never go back to what their pre baby weight, but nonetheless, like your body's your body. Like just, it it is a temple honor that and uh, embrace it.
1: Yeah, no, it's true
3: and I'm still as a mother myself um we gotta talk about my mother Yeah, I'm so sorry kind of <laughs> to make sure um but I'm still like in that phase uh, I'm three years in mm-hmm. and I'm still watching my body continue to shift mm-hmm. and it's just been like one of those things where I'm like just love your body through the phases yeah. I definitely go back. I just recently went back to seeing some pictures from before I had Caleb. And I was like, wow, that was like my best weight to me. Mm-hmm. That was like my best and favorite weight. But I don't think my body will ever look like that mm. completely again mm-hmm. because my body is different. Now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it. it's definitely one of those things where it's like you have to be gracious with yourself. But you get to learn. The good part is like. You get to learn from previous parts of your journey mm-hmm. about like that acceptance piece where I feel like it makes it a little bit more like attainable, probably quicker versus when we were kids and we had to learn about our bodies and our bodies are changing. Then you compare your bodies to other people and it makes it really difficult. But I know specifically with motherhood that has to be like a hard. That's one thing that I always think about when it comes to motherhood, just like the the being able to like fully accept yourself then after you have a child because it's just like you're different you're completely different like yeah. you and some people have situations where they like some people gain weight some people lose a whole bunch of weight some people just have a difficulty like snapping back or whatever the case may be and so it's just like offering yourself the grace for like and making yourself your own beauty standard mm-hmm. instead of that I think that that's really the true goal like you need to be your own beauty standard and just accept yourself as is.
2: I've seen so many women who may not be considered the beauty standard. But they have so much confidence within Ooh, themselves. It's internal. That and it and it they exude confidence in like how they wanna express their style and like they're like, fuck that, like I wanna dress this way, I wanna do this and it's that's like I'm like, I just wanna I wanna have that level of confidence. Yeah. I think that's more important than anything, like loving your body for where it is and, and just simply being healthy.
1: Yeah. No, that's that is the part and I think it definitely takes like A lot of internal reflection to get to that point because people have to figure out what makes them feel the most confident. And I think that that's the part that's hardest for a lot of people, like discovering whatever it is that makes them feel the most confident and then being able to like grab onto that and and run. Yeah. And run with it so that you can exude it. And I think a lot of people like find that difficult when it comes to style too Mm -hmm. because it's like you're trying to match what everybody else is doing like what is the thing and then you try it out and it doesn't necessarily make you feel like you're your best or you might have ideas I know this comes up with me a lot too because I like fashion so much so it's constantly difficult for me of like being into fashion and liking what is like trending and trying to find ways to incorporate that but then also wanting to like showcase my personal style which can be like very different from
2: time to time. That's what I was going to say. I remember because uh, I wasn't really able to shop for or buy my own clothes when I was in like high school. So when I got to college, I kind of just gravitated toward what a lot of people were doing, which were like crop tops and stuff. I don't, I, I wore so many fucking crop tops. Man. Like, mm. so crop tops and skinny jeans. Yes. <laughs> was, that was it. And it just was not very cute the way that I was doing. But that's what, that's all I knew because I saw everyone else was doing that. And I felt like I need to stick to one specific style. Like, I just want, I, I look back on some of my pictures and I remember wanting like a signature thing. Mm. So I was trying out hats for a uh, long time. And I was like, I just want to be the girl that everyone knows like that wears the hats. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: I feel like I used to be like, definitely more free mm-hmm. when i was younger because i think the social media thing has tainted it for me and mm-hmm. made it difficult cuz i used to just have like so much fun with fashion and i would just go and whatever i like i would just be like oh this is cute like i'm going to get it, it yeah. but now with the aspect of people dressing like a very particular type of way Mm -hmm. and this is what's in and this is what's aesthetic to everybody else my brain it's hard for my brain to just focus on like oh but this is what you like right now Mm -hmm. it's also like yeah but i also because i appreciate fashion i want to be in style like i don't want to just wear whatever so it's a it's a hard process i think that that's the journey that's harder. For me, because I like fashion to fully embrace and be confident in um, because it's a lot of internal pressure. Like mm. I have that more so than I do with like... Body. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's what... Because I will seriously have a meltdown and I won't go.
2: I know. <laughs> I won't go. I know.
1: <laughs> I will literally not go. Like I, if I... Honestly
2: though, I feel like, oh, that's what I was thinking about this morning. about Because I, I put this on. And I feel like a lot of times I dress according to my mood. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I feel like just blah, I'm going to wear some sweatpants or super, something super comfortable. Yep. But also I can switch it up to where I can force myself to kind of be more in the mood by just dressing up. Mm-hmm. Simply dressing up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it's true. When we were in college, we me and Asia were a part of this uh, this group called Fly. Fiercely loving yourself, no, but and the <laughs> the motto for Fly was when you look good, you feel good, and Aww. it was all about the whole aspect of like pulling yourself like together to like if you look your best on the outside, you'll feel your best on the wow, inside.
2: Kayla, where do you think this uh, this where do you think it came from within you that you want to spread so much positive Like, and when you were younger, did your parents into you like a good self-esteem because i feel like that's that would be my number one goal especially for my daughters is Mm -hmm. for them to have really healthy self-esteem despite what the beauty standard is at the moment i
1: think my mom did yeah like my mom she made me feel like a freaking supermodel like when i was growing up my mom used to take pictures of me all the time (laughs) like she'd be like i have pictures right now that are in um River Oaks Mall like in the furniture store and she would literally get me dressed up and we would go to the furniture store and she would take pictures in there like different
2: scenes like okay we're gonna go over here and you're gonna take pictures this is making so much sense yes as to why number one Kayla is very aesthetically driven yes why she is extra as fuck <laughs> y'all should have seen for this damn target shoot Kayla was doing the fucking most okay and when it almost didn't turn out the way that she wanted she was about to cut the whole thing because whole look thing. i be having visions and
1: that's my mom literally would have me come she'll tell we would get me dressed up and i go outside i have so many pictures just in the front of my nana's house like doing different stuff. There's this whole, like there's a very popular series of photos that I have in my family where it's like me doing all of the expressions. So it's like happy Kayla, sad Kayla, mad (laughs) Kayla. And so, but she would be like, okay, like do a pouty face now and like do this now and do that. And I'd be like, (laughs) so I think that my mom definitely instilled that in me and that's why I think that I had a very hard time finding my confidence after college Mm. because I was doing modeling and modeling Mm. has always been my connection to confidence like I've always felt extremely confident in front of a camera doing like runway type stuff like think like entertain I've always done like entertainment type of stuff and that's yeah. kind of where I typically find my confidence so when I didn't have that I was like oh, who, who am, am I supposed to do who am I this is crazy like I think that was probably the first time in my life that I didn't have yeah any An of outlet. no and I was like oh yeah I can't live my life like that it doesn't work for me yeah. so I think that's definitely where it came from. It was just, it was definitely heavily instilled by my mom and just like my whole mom side of family how they treat me and Imani, me and Imani growing up, we were they would call us superstars. Y'all are the superstars.
2: And Imani, she she definitely has superstar quality for real. Yes,
1: because we would we would put on performances. We go upstairs. We would make a performance. We would sit everybody down. We would give them tickets. I used to give people tickets to my performances. <laughs> so I would make little tickets like, here you go, admit one. Admit <laughs> one. And me and Imani would come and we would put on whole shows, whole performances. But I feel like our family, the way our family is, because that's my mom's side, mm-hmm. they really like were big on that whole thing. Wow,
2: they were really pouring into you guys.
1: Oh, yeah. like They don't play. I mean, even if you heard... like. You know, the way that my auntie Beverly, which is Imani's grandmother, at the wedding gave her speech. And she's just like, mm-hmm. that's how they are. They're just like, us, they're going to pour into us endlessly. And they have the mindset, like, y'all can literally do anything. I could tell them tomorrow, I want to work for NASA and I'm going to fly to the moon. And they'd be like, All guess right. we flying
2: to the moon. What we, what we got to do
1: to make it happen? Like,
2: Wow, I want that for my kids. Yeah. And I think I want to create. I can't. I know we joke about, like. Us being parents and stuff, but I will say I can't wait to see what you're like as a mom.
1: I think I'm gonna be so my mom.
2: You're gonna be so extra, but I, I am. can't wait to see
1: it. <laughs> Don't let me have a daughter. It's I gonna be so, to so crazy.
0: I'll be like, girl, get ready. <laughs> We're going
1: shopping, Buki. All right. Leave the men at home. Like, I'm going to be so extra. But my mom was extra like that too, like in a very humble spirit type yeah. of way. But she was very much so like we're going to do it all. Like,
2: I wish I would have had the opportunity to meet your mom.
1: Oh, me too. She was really just like the sweetest person. I was just talking to um, my childhood bestie Simone. I went over to her house and it's so crazy going over there because I literally like grew up there Mm. and I was talking to her mom because her mom was friends with, my mom that's how me and Simone became friends Mm -hmm. um and she was just talking about how my mom was literally like an angel she was like, I just have never met anybody to this day that was like her my mom did not curse like she did not curse she was just like the sweetest person no it's okay like let's just it'll be fine it'll be all right and she's just a very like soft spirit Mm -hmm. so I think that I transitioned after my mom passed away, and I became the softer side of me. Definitely came out
2: mm-hmm.
1: when my mom passed, and I feel like I kind of took on those qualities of her. Because before, I was like rage. I mean, I still kind of have that in me. That's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's my father. Oh, um, sorry. Oh, you woke hey, up. <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> hey, let me clean myself. <laughs> so it but yes. um... It's important, I think, from childhood. That's really where it starts. Like, if your parents let you know that you can literally do anything and there's no like doubt in that, and they're looking at you say the craziest thing to them and they're just like unfazed, it's just that means so much. I mean, even in adulthood, like, I was talking to Nana and I was telling her, I'm like, I can't fully figure it out right now what it is. I know that I'm going to be working for myself. And she was like, Yeah, I can see it. (laughs) Uh Like, you'll do it. Like, she's just like, you rocking, I'm rolling. Whatever you say, you got it, girl. Like, you're going to do it. Like, brought up the idea of influencing her. She was like, well, yeah, like, you could do that. Like, why not? Just do whatever. So, to have people around you that don't bat an eye when you say crazy stuff. Like, she's 82. Like, she's she don't know about no damn influencing, but she's like... (laughs) You're going to do it? Okay, cool. What you need? Do you need me to help you? How can I help?
2: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, what a journey.
1: What a journey. Okay. Anything else though about confidence and like beauty standards that you want to add in today's day and age? How are
3: you guys committed to um, continuing to empower yourselves as you navigate womenhood? Continuously, this point on out.
2: I think for myself, it, it is continuously giving myself the grace to number one figure it out, to be okay where I am currently, and to be okay with like change and transitioning. Ooh, like that's it's hard. okay for there to be like a like a variety of of style that I want, or like mm. I don't have to do what everyone else is doing, or maybe I can like whatever, whatever. Nonetheless, like giving myself grace throughout my journey to figure it out and being okay where I am.
1: Yeah. I think that and just me leaning into the things that I know make me feel empowered and feel confident. Like, one of the things that I want to, like, get back into this year is, like, just being creative just because. Like, not attaching it to stuff. So, like, if I know that I feel comfortable and I feel confident in front of the camera, Mm -hmm. then, like, do some photo shoots. If I feel good when I'm, like, walking like and I'm doing modeling type stuff that maybe I don't know about being in fashion shows here in Chicago but I will just make maybe videos of me doing that because I like it and it is because it's something that makes me feel good so I think just like understanding the things that make me feel confident and actually leaning into those things you know
2: and not being scared to like try new things yeah not not stopping myself just out of fear right yeah yeah
1: Wow. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Good conversation. So if you all enjoyed this, please make sure that you leave us a comment, a review on wherever you get your audio from. Um, And then you can find the lovely visuals at feel in the blank podcast on YouTube. Um, If you want to submit a listener submission for our listener submissions episodes, you can click the link in the bio and there will be the fill in the blank listener submission link within there Um, on TikTok, we are filling the blank pod. On Instagram, we are filling the blank underscore. I am it's K.G and Ayana is at More. We love you guys and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.